What's up, Earth citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews Taylor Hurd, a senior journalism major who spent four years on the Quinnipiac women's basketball team. They talk about how she got recruited to play for the Bobcats, what got her interested in storytelling, and how she got her internship with the Los Angeles Sparks. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush. He's the dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about Quinnipiac University School of Communications students. My name is Chris Roush. I'm the dean of the School of Communications. And with us today is Taylor Hurd. Taylor is a senior journalism major, and she is also a student athlete. Uh, She is the starting shooting guard on the women's basketball team. Taylor, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's start about how you came to Quinnipiac, because I think it's a pretty interesting story about how the university recruited you, despite the fact that you didn't play basketball the last two years of high school. Tell uh, the listeners about that. I um, played my freshman year at my public high school, which is Quakertown um, High School, and made the decision to transfer to Lansdale Catholic, which is a part of the PCL, the Philadelphia Catholic League, just because my team at Quakertown really wasn't enough players. The coach was on his way out, so um, it was the right move basketball-wise, but looking back, it was the best move for me um, all around academically and um, just the environment. I am so glad to be a part of that. But I played my sophomore season with LC, and then I, the summer going into my um, junior high school season, so this was during AAU, is when I tore my ACL the first time. And then I rehabbed for about nine, ten months, came back for the next AAU season before going into my senior year of high school, and tore it again. It was two months after coming back. And despite all that, Quinnipiac had early interest in me. I was playing up on um, our elite, I think it was like the you know senior team for our AAU team. So thankfully I got early exposure during my freshman and sophomore seasons, AAU wise. But um, I don't know that coach had um, seen me play. I was really getting recruited by Mountain, um, Coach Mountain McGilvery. And um, I think the tournament that I tore my ACL the second time is the first time that coach would have seen me play. So there was a big level of trust there, Um, you know, not only in Coach Mountain doing all the recruiting for me, but also in me um, to get back, you know, playing how I was. Um, But two years off was a lot to catch up on. But Carly Fabry, coach's daughter, um, had ACL injuries. So I think that played a part in coach seeing firsthand that it was possible to come back. But um, that was definitely a big part of my decision to go with a staff that was confident in my work ethic and that trusted me. Was it the same ACL both times? Yeah, my right knee. Wow, that sucks. My older son tore his ACL playing basketball with me. <laughs> so I can relate. <laughs> so oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. long recovery. Um, it's not like the recovery process is intimidating and like what you have to do, but it's just, you know, the length of recovering from the surgery and then you got all the you know plyometrics the landings and all those little things to work up to so so what interested you in majoring in journalism at Quinnipiac when you got here 
when I originally um, was checking out Quinnipiac as a school, I was interested in the PT program and I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. And that came from, I think, two years of rehab um, and getting to know my physical therapist so well um, with my knee injury. But when I toured Quinnipiac's campus and saw the studio and like the green screen and um the whole, you know, setup, I was just drawn to that. And um, I had the conversation with my dad and he was, you know, um, he knew more about the journalism department than I did. I guess he did a little more research of Quinnipiac, but um, he was saying like how, you know, prestige and established the journalism department was and that um, that would be a great switch for me. So it was actually on my tour that I made the decision to switch to journalism because of the resources that Quinnipiac had. And when you were in high school, did you like to write and tell stories or was that always something you were interested in? Yeah, I've always enjoyed writing, whether it be like feature writing or even like essays for classes I really enjoy. I think it's, I think for me, I like, this sounds like so specific, but like I love that you can make something um, sound professional or buff something up. So um, yeah, I've always enjoyed writing. And I think it was really in college that I enjoyed um, feature writing for athletes. I was always the one getting interviewed. But um, in college, I had the opportunity to interview um, my peers and, you know, get to know it from the other side of a journalist. So I've always felt that uh, student athletes are some of the best students. I knew that when I was in high school, I played basketball in high school, that going to practice at night and, and having to juggle classwork with my team responsibilities. It really taught me a lot about team management or, and also time management. Uh, would you agree with that? Certainly, yes. I think even in high school, I noticed um, I was a three-sport athlete in um, high school. So I had a sport every season. And I think that was the best for me because it didn't give me any downtime to, um, you know, procrastinate assignments. My mom was um, saying, like, I was always the best student when I had the most amount of, like, practices or, you know, commitments. So um, I think in college, I actually ended up having more time, I think, because – of the way that we had, you know, our practice block, but then you only have a few classes spread out throughout the week. But that gave me an opportunity to get more involved in campus and do um, some extracurriculars. So yeah, it definitely teaches you how to manage your time, use any little bit that you get in the stretches that I did have a lot do at once. And we were on the road. It's learning how to use, you know, the 15 minute break we have in the hotel room to, um, you know, bang out a discussion post. Um, so just, yeah, time management was definitely something that I learned through sports. What were some of the extracurricular activities that you did on campus? I dabbled in Q30. Um, it was a little tougher because with the basketball season stretching the whole um, entire academic year. Um, I was looking to get involved most this spring, but unfortunately we're not on campus. But um, thinking about writing, uh, see if I can pick up some writing things with them. But yeah, I Robin Brown, who's working with the Connecticut Sun, she was the first person to interview me on, I think it was Bobcat Breakdown. And then um, I took a shot at interviewing um, a freshman volleyball player. So um, it was cool to be on both sides of that. And then um, I also would always sit in and just see what was going on behind the scenes as far as um, the producers and what they had to do in the booth. And then I was also the athletic senator for student government this year, which was really cool to get involved um, and see the process of how students are really driving initiatives that have a big impact on Quinnipiac and the changes that are made on campus. Um, so that was cool to have a hand in that um, this year. Met a lot of great people through that organization, a lot of great student leaders. 
and then I was the SAC rep for my team. Um, so we were part of organizing the boomies and um, events like the Boo Bash where, you know, we're inviting kids to come and play carnival games with us and it's a great community outreach. And then I was also a part of Athletes University, which is the Christian group for athletes. And it was a great way for just to get in a different headspace throughout the week and kind of distance yourself from all your work and um, your practice and just kind of have that time to um, reflect and just get some peace and quiet with people that are of the same faith, but um, also athletes. I'm really interested in hearing about uh, your internship with the Sparks last summer, the WNBA team in Los Angeles. How did that come about? And and tell me about uh, some of the things you did when you interned for them. It was a surreal experience that I still think about every day. I think I have a thought of LA um, <laughs> at least once a day, but I actually approached Molly Yannity, who I hadn't had as a professor yet, but I knew she was a big fan of our team and that she was a big supporter. So I felt comfortable enough to go to her during her office hours. And um, I didn't even ask for, you know, a WNBA internship with her. I was kind of leaving it up to her to see, you know, what would be a, a best fit for me and she had the idea to contact Eli who was the PR director of the Sparks and she made one phone call and I was able to get an interview with Eli and from there I was locked in and I I'm so grateful that that process was um so easy and that's a big part of that is because of Molly and her connections but um I mean, being out there, they really didn't give me um, intern responsibilities. Like it, it was big tasks and it was a great thing for me because as an athlete, you don't get a lot of opportunity during the season to intern or do those extracurricular activities. So to have a summer where I was just invested in, um, you know, a, a professional setting and um, to get assigned feature writing. So I published two feature stories on um, two of their players in their game day magazine. And I still have those physical programs now that I brought home and was able to show my family. And um, I was also assigned to pitch their president, Danita Johnson, to um, speaker bureaus, which was basically um, events that she could speak at and get revenue for the organization. Um, but she had a really strong resume. So it was really me just, you know, <laughs> persuading um, in the email and sending it out. I mean, I've networked out there, not even just within the Sparks organization, but with people that I um, interacted with through that experience. And just being in LA taught me a lot about myself and a lot about um, where I want to be in the future. So it was a great um, all around experience that I won't forget. So is, is sports communication something that you want to do after graduation? I think so. Yeah, I think um, being immersed for as long as I have been, um, I've been playing what I was for so I don't see me parting with sports um, maybe you know switching sports covering um, football or a different sport but um, I see myself staying in sports whether that be in front of the camera feature writing um, doing something behind the scenes definitely sticking around so before we get away from Los Angeles I have to ask you about the video uh, that you posted uh, from Venice Beach where you gave the basketball to the two girls who didn't have a basketball to play how did that come about um, yeah, that was something. So my mom actually deflated the ball so it would fit in my luggage to get out there. My bags were like 49.5 pounds, and I think the one was actually on 50. So I had a lot of stuff going out there. Um, I'm a heavy packer. But um, once I got out there, I was actually playing with Kevin, who's also a part of the communications department. And um, 
we were playing at Venice Beach almost every day. We would make the walk down there. It was probably a 10, 15 minute walk from our um, apartments and we would just play pickup with anyone that showed up to the park that day. And um, so when I was coming home, Kevin also bought a ball out there. Um, I'm not sure if he got his home, but I knew that I couldn't fit mine with everything that I bought out there. So I um, decided instead of just leaving it at the court to see if I could give it to someone and, you know, pass it on. And I decided to write um, my name in Quotapiac just to, you know, see if and would maybe look into our team and us but I was lucky enough to find two younger girls um it was a girls ball so I was happy that they were playing you know um with something that they could eventually play with in the future and maybe that little moment would inspire them to jump into basketball or just jump into sports so it was a cool opportunity did Kevin shoot that video no my roommate Kristen did um she she's so cute she doesn't play sports but um she was at the park watching Kevin and I a few times and she decided to come out with me for that little venture so she's a trooper so before we had the the lockdown I I played basketball with Kevin on Tuesday nights at the rec center he's got a good jump shot yeah he does thankful that he was in the program and um he actually approached me uh during our little like orientation our first meeting as a group and he was like are you taylor Hurd on the basketball team i was like yeah and um he was like i have you know this court that i scoped out if you want to come down with me um so he's the one that got me down to the courts i wouldn't have known about them unless he told me how close they were so i'm glad he approached me about that yeah kevin's a baller he's a good player Yep. So tell me about uh, what are your plans post-graduation? What are you hoping to do and, and what's your like five-year goal or 10-year goal? So right now I'm keeping myself busy with little personal projects, um, just getting familiar with editing and things that I didn't really get to spend as much time on during um, the school year with playing. Um, so now that I have free time, dedicating time to um, that still keeping my options open. A lot of sales positions have opened up to me and they say it's because, you know, in the sales realm, um, a lot of the qualities of student athletes uh, carry over and are um, good to be applied there. But I also am reaching back out to Hartford Healthcare who um, awarded me my Courage Award this season. Um, so seeing if they have an opportunity to work with their public relations team that has the Courage Award campaign. But yeah, just keeping my, my options open right now, I also applied to the Victory Scholar Program, which is a opportunity overseas in Ireland where you um, are involved in community service while you earn your master's and you play professionally um, with the club team of the school that you're a part of and also with their like professional team that's associated. So um, yeah, have my feelers out right now. In five years, I would love to get back to LA. I fell in love with the lifestyle and the scenery. So hopefully after I save up, I can get back out there and um, find an opportunity, maybe work for the Sparks again. Um, I loved being a part of their game day operations and um, getting to see those women like perform in action. Um, so those are my plans. Who's your favorite WNBA player? I would say Chelsea Gray. Maybe it's a little biased to the Sparks, but her play all summer, I was just so impressed because she was overseas before she played for the WNBA. So she kind of jumped out at me just because I wasn't familiar with her before working for the Sparks. But she has crazy handles, crazy court vision. And um, I was a point guard before I was a shooting guard. So I think that's what I uh, liked watching the most. So you strike me as more of a Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi kind of player, though. 
<laughs> I mean, I respect Diana Taurasi. I respect Candace Parker. I respect all the greats. But I think just because I wasn't familiar with Chelsea Gray's game, that's what uh, drew me to it. Okay. Taylor, we are out of time. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us on On Common Grounds. Uh, this has been great. Thank you for having me, and thanks for letting me share my experiences at Quinnipiac. That was Chris Roush interviewing Taylor Hurd, a senior journalism major who spent four years on the Quinnipiac women's basketball team. Uncommon Grounds is a podcast hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by me, David DeRoche. I also did the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other apps. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. And if you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews another student athlete, McKenna Has. She's a 3 plus 1 student from British Columbia who's studying advertising and integrated communications, and she's also on the women's rugby team. Until then, stay inside, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.